Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement. This week we're on location at Reformation Brewery in Woodstock, Georgia. I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Brian Hewitt. As you might have guessed, this week we're talking with Reformation Brewery. Co-founder and brewmaster Nick Downs is here with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Reformation growing, getting bigger, right, Nick? It sure is, yeah. We're going to get all the details here soon. But, Brian, another busy week. We did not, unusual for us, we did not party together this weekend. We did not. We did not party road, at all. But I stayed here and took care of the home front. I went down to Three Taverns Brewery. They had their Kush release down there, their new IPA, so enjoyed some of that. Then a nice Saison on there. I haven't had a Saison in a while, and I love that style. So it is the right season for the Saisons, It is yes. the season for the Saison. It is the season it for Saisons. And went over to uh, Red Brick, and they had a release there, Tropic Thunder, which was a, uh, fe- or was it Thunder Thief? I keep getting the two mixed up. Because one is the base beer and one is a milkshake very. Hmm. But uh, either way you do it, they were both really good. Enjoyed that a lot. Sat there, had some good beers. I went to uh, Heirloom Market Barbecue. I'd never been there before. Have you been Have you been there, Nick, to Heirloom not, Market? No. So, How was it? It's very good. You know the scoop with Heirloom? No, I don't. They're, it's owned by a Korean family. Hmm. Okay. And, so it, and I'm told she was a K-pop star. Yes. Before. No so, kidding. So out Red Brick, you hang a right. It's down there on the left. I think it's a good way from this yeah, is at I mean, Acres Mill and 285 oh. for you Atlanta folks Acres okay. Mill and 285 Yeah cuz there's <laughs> a great Korean uh, barbecue taco place yeah. not too far No from... you're thinking of Hankook right Okay that's what I'm thinking of Yeah I have been there So heirloom is just like classic barbecue but with a little like they had uh, kimchi coleslaw Okay they had a spicy Korean barbecue chopped pork sandwich in that and Really good stuff, man. So barbecue and beer for me this weekend. That sounds really good. I was on a steady diet of cigars. I was over in Las Vegas for a convention center, or a trade show at a convention center. At a center convention center, right. For a trade show. Okay. And, you know, you might be surprised by this, but uh, the beer scene in the Las Vegas convention center isn't very good. It's not much of a beer scene okay. in the convention center itself. There are some breweries around. I didn't really get a. I didn't get a lot of time to drink a lot of beers in the area, but uh, I did have, I did have a uh, a, a good local uh, brown ale, Tanaya Creek Brown Ale, uh, Bonanza Brown, in fact, and uh, I made do with things like Sam Adams Seventy Six. And how's uh, that? I was good. It was good. It was light. It was. It was. Uh, it was nothing uh, too spectacular, but it uh, it did the trick. It was nice. Um, I also had the uh, Stones. Ruination Double IPA 2.0. I didn't re- I didn't realize it was on 2.0 and a Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA, which I hadn't I hadn't had yet. I, a lot of those I hadn't had before because I've been focusing on local craft beer. Sadly, I did not have my Joseph James Citra Rye Pale Ale, which is 
my favorite beer to drink while I'm there. It just I uh, wondered what the significance of that was. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, I I didn't make it over to Total Wine like I expected to, so it's uh sadly okay. it's uh went by the wayside. All right. Nick, you get any, any interesting beers this week? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, none at all. No. Huh? No, but I, I recently uh I, I travel quite a bit right. when I'm not at the brewery, mm-hmm. and so I, I do bring beer back. Um, Pliny the Elder. Oh, Enjoyed nice. Enjoyed a little bit of that. Uh, I've heard of that, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, that qualifies as interesting, right? It West, does. West Vletteran 12. Okay. I've uh, had a few of those in the last uh, month or so. And uh, I got a buddy that has a brewery in uh, South Africa, and he was just in town. So uh, okay. he dropped, me, dropped a few off for me there, and that's... Uh, in the queue for this uh what this brewery week. in south africa it's called uh brouhaha in jeffrey's okay. bay which is uh right on the coast of uh south part of south africa i met a gentleman that owns afro-caribbean brewing in uh cape town oh yeah uh, he was here for for some collaborations i think he came up for cbc oh really and just happened to come through atlanta i got yeah. talking to him and that so pretty yeah, the, cool stuff this guy uh, married a girl from uh, North Georgia, and that's how we met. Well, you know, Tim, I think it is time for Truck and Taps Beers of the Week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Well, Brian, we've got a lot of good ones this week. We're going to be sipping Reformation Brewers. And right now, I am sipping there. Nolan the Wanderer, number two. Second in the, in the series, Nick. This is going to yep. be... A long series of beers, correct? Yeah, uh, never ending from what they tell me. Never ending. I mean, ideally. <laughs> okay. The beers that never end, they just go on and on, my Very friend. Very good. And Nick, you mentioned another one we were going to get into a little later that uh, you're cooling down for us right now. What was that? Yeah, it was our uh, first whack at our anniversary beer. It's uh, Cadence, our Belgian double that we uh, aged in Pinot Noir barrels. Oh, nice. Cool. Sounds nice. good. Awesome. Looking forward to that one. Now let's see what's happening in the news. What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Time for headlines. Okay, so following the recent news about Deep Ellum, we have Los Angeles-based Three Weavers Brewing Company joining Canarchy. Uh, As per usual, the specific details of the deal were not disclosed, but it basically involves trading equity. The breweries for some portion of Canarchy's. So though though the transaction is cash-free and debt-free, Canarchy does technically own the brewery now, and uh, the previous owners now own a percentage of Canarchy. Uh, Lynn Weaver says joining the uh, the craft beer collective will help them weather potential irregularities and e- economic storms, as I think is the, the word she said, with their continued growth without compromising their quality or their values. They've been uh, growing at a blazing rate of about 90% a year, which is insane. And, uh, you know, those capital injections are getting harder and harder to arrange. As a member of Canarchy, the brewery also gets additional resources, brewing capacity, expertise, and all the other stuff that comes with it. So from what I'm seeing, the response to that, this move has been mixed it's been it's a little bit of a controversy some people are saying that they sold out others are saying they disagree and this is a good move for them the brewers association recognizes canarchy as the ninth largest craft brewery company in the in the world in 2017 so they're still by their definition technically craft but how many are in the canarchy family now oh boy it's it's got to be eight or nine it's okay yeah it's a it, it's a considerable number i was going to write them all down but it's it's approach. It's got to be approaching ten. It keeps at this growing. Point. Oh yeah, yeah it's big. Absolutely. Well, they just got uh, Deep Ellum. You know, just last right. month. It's like two acquisitions or partnerships in two months, basically. The Great American Beer Festival has announced a significant expansion 
for 2018. The actual physical size of the festival is increasing by 100,000 square feet to 584,000 square feet. The attending breweries will be arranged by alphabetical order. I think that's something that people really wanted because it was confusing the other way. They're also uh, adding collaboration competition and a special booth for collaborations. And I didn't catch the exact number of those collaborations, but there's going to be a considerable number of them. They're expanding the uh, Meet the Brewer section by 40%, which means you're going to be able to see up to like 165 different breweries just meet the, meet the brewers, hang out with them, have a chat. Um, and they're also adding some hangout spots. Uh, at, including a Jamison Caskmates barrel-aged beer garden where they'll have 17 small independent craft brewery partners that are, have brewed a beer in limited edition Jamison barrels. So Very it's, cool. Uh, yeah, I, lots of collaborations there. Yeah, Enough that, to get its own space, huh? And I think one of, uh, one of our local breweries here is going to wind up being in that booth. Uh, though it, it's not said, I just, I believe, uh, what was, did we not hear that was uh, doing a collaboration with Caskmates? That's confidential news that we cannot report. Okay, we won't be reporting that. So, do you need some new tunes for your drinking session? A punk, quote-unquote, power-violent supergroup named Trappist, like the beer, has released an album about craft beer. I don't know exactly what power violence is, but the name of the album is Ancient Brewing Tactics, and the first single is called Victims of a Bomber Raid. So, they're they're saying that the... uh, for those who don't know, a bomber slang for a 22-ounce bottle of beer. With the state of the world today, the only solution is to drop as many bombers as possible. It's a form of warfare we can truly get behind. Beers, not bombs. And if you're interested in picking that up and listening, August 17th. Is now, when this it drops. is an appropriate place to talk about the bomber, isn't it, Nick? Because you guys are anti anti bomber. That's right. Bomber. They're uh, commons. They're commons here. Okay. Because bombers just a little too aggressive, correct? Yeah, it doesn't right. doesn't uh, match our philosophical approach to understand. I thought that would be fun for this one. Yes, it's a good yeah. one to talk about. Awesome. Well, we need to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a moment to talk with Reformation Brewing. The Old 320 Beer Fest returns to Max Lagers in Atlanta, Georgia on July 21st, 2018. Attendees can enjoy unlimited beer samples from over 30 of the best southern breweries, an orphan bottle share, a chef's tasting room with gourmet bites from brewed to serve chefs, and live entertainment from grateful dude and friends. Plus, enter the raffle for a chance to win an ultimate beer tour of Belgium and Germany with Brewtopia events. Find the old 320 Beer Fest on Facebook or Fresh Ticks for more info or to purchase your tickets now. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing, establishing a new standard in craft beer. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram what now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show 
For more great craft beer info, visit us on the web at beerguysradio.com. We're at Reformation Brewery in Woodstock, Georgia, today talking with Nick Downs. Nick, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well, thanks. Good, man, good. So we just refilled our beers here. You brought, have, us, yeah, for, you brought us some beers. Thank you for that. So you're very welcome. What are we sipping on now? This is uh, our Saison that we've done, I think, the last two, maybe three uh, springs. We call it Sabine. Sabine de Saison. Sabine. Sabine de French Saison. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Good it is stuff. the season for Saisons. It too. is the season yes. for Saisons. That's I think that's a song, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Okay, good It comes stuff. out uh, every every uh, July 18th, okay, I think. Right. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. it? I thought it was a Christmas carol. No? It could, could be both. Could Why be. not both, yeah. right? Absolutely. Saisons in, in December. <laughs> so, Nick, we kind of know your story. We've talked in the past, but what got you into craft beer and led you to opening a brewery? Oh, well, I... Uh, in real life, as I like to say, I am a pilot, and I uh, used to fly to Western Europe mainly, uh, Belgium, Germany. And, uh, you know, I was sitting in the Grand Plots in Belgium one day, and there was not a cloud in the sky, which doesn't happen often in Europe. And uh, I had three or four beers, and I thought, wow, this is awesome. And uh, so I started bringing – I went specifically to a beer store down the road and, and got a few beers and brought them back, and an old buddy of mine, Spencer Nix, uh, we – we, we drank them. We solved the world's problems, and uh, every time I went back to Europe, I would grab a few more beers, and we'd drink a few more beers and solve a few more problems. And one thing led to another, and uh, I changed airplanes, and I started going to Lagos, Nigeria, where there's no craft beer, and, uh, you know, Narita, Japan, and places where there was just a dearth of uh, good beer. Not Europe, Not right? Europe, yeah. Right. So, uh, so we said... Let's make our own beer, and we did, and we made way more than the two of us could drink. So we invited a few guys over uh, one Friday night. It was the third Friday of the month, and it became brew night. And it went for three years, and it went from six people the first day to uh, well over 100 on numerous occasions over the years, and uh, the brewery just kind of grew out of that. I've heard a similar story to that uh, from a number of people where we started brewing, but we were brewing way too much beer. We couldn't handle it. Started inviting people over, and it just grows and grows. And it's like, well, I guess we have to open sure. a brewery. Now. I yeah. mean, you get to be that size. you got 100 people there. You're like, yeah. we've got something. Maybe we should do something. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. I have too much free time and too much uh, spending money, so <laughs> yeah. let's open a brewery. And at that time here in Georgia, you were super limited on what you could get here, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, the ABV cap was Well, no, it, it, was, it was after that. It, was it? You know, okay. This was 10 years ago, okay. so it was... Yeah. Yeah, it was after that. A little bit of freedom here, though, yeah. right? But you still didn't have a lot of the stuff in there. So about 10 months ago, you announced uh, you had plans to open a second facility here in Woodstock. How is that How is that going along? Where, where are you at with that? We are probably three or four weeks from opening. Uh, okay. It's going pretty good. The, on the regulatory side, we've, we've moved along fairly well. And uh, the construction, you know, the typical delays. But uh, we're looking at late August to open up. Now, the, the new space, and Nick, you and I walked through there before the taping today. I got a look at it. A lot of big plans with it, different tasting areas, different levels to it, some cool stuff going on. I'm sure with that big space there, you won't have two tasting rooms, correct? No. Our, our current tasting room will eventually be taken over with, with more tanks, but in the interim, we'll do some private events. where People are always asking, can we do a, a wedding reception or a bachelor party or a high school reunion, and we just we have to say no because... You know, it's open Wednesday through Sunday. So right. uh, so we'll we'll leave this place now for some private events. But the next set of tanks that come, it'll uh it'll be over then. So this'll be mostly production facility. Production, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we already spill over and uh at the conclusion of every day we have to get all of our stuff out so we can open up because we're really it's it's tight. 
Oh wow, I had no idea it was uh, that that tight. I guess that's a good that's a good issue to have. It know? is, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a you have a a big space with a lot of things going on. What what can visitors to the new place expect to uh, experience once they once they get there? Well, they can expect a, a a good variety of beers. We'll be able to have as many as thirty two different beers on tap. Our current system, we we have a mash filter. It doesn't really lend itself well to small batches. Um, so we've always kind of struggled with uh, with doing one-offs. So that'll be a thing of the past now. We have a little five-barrel system coming and uh, five five-barrel fermenters. So a lot of new, exciting beers, you know, not uh, necessarily the same old, same old. But uh, they new can look exciting. forward to that. So, Nick, another thing you're doing at the new brewery that's uh, kind of cool is you've partnered with a restaurant to be kind of food service at your brewery. Right. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we, we spent a little time looking for uh, somebody to partner with, somebody that shared our same values, somebody was good at what they did, and uh, because we're not restaurant guys, and uh, it's it's hard enough being successful doing something, one thing, but doing two things makes it twice as hard. So uh, we found a guy, uh, Zach Kell, who's, uh, who started Queenie's up in Canton, also going coastal. Um, he's going to be a food partner. We're uh, essentially subleasing a, a section of the, the building to him. And he's going to have counter service. You can walk up and, uh, yeah, we think this will be a, a, a great partnership. Bar- beer and barbecue, right? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I can't really speak about the menu because I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I imagine it's uh, he'll, it'll be a rotating menu. Leave that alone as much as possible. Yeah. Just let them do their thing, right? And I'll, I'll eat there a lot. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. That's a that's a good idea. Specialize in what you specialize. Let an expert in another thing handle exactly. the food. If yeah. they, they're good at the food, let them handle it. Well, we saw that over in Huntsville when we went over there at Yellowhammer. There's a the brick oven pizzeria in Yellowhammer is not Yellowhammer. So I'm curious to see if uh, more people take advantage of that because I've heard a lot of brewers say the same thing as you, Nick. We're brewers. Yeah. We don't want to be restaurant owners, but... With the changing climate here, having some food available is going to be a nice thing. So that seems to yeah, be yeah. People linger know, a little cool way to do a it. little bit longer in the tasting room. We think it, it's like a, an expansion of the the uh, the food truck system. Except it is, yeah. they're now permanent. They, you don't exactly. have to wait for them to show up. They, yeah. They're there and they're cooking. That's a good idea. So you host a lot of events at your at the brewery: trivia nights, game nights, stand up comedy. Why are these events important to your brewery? Well, you know we we talked about a minute ago how. Uh, it was a social event. Brewing's always been social. You know, the, for the first five years, I, I never brewed without 15 to 100 people there. So uh, these events are, are that same thing. You know, like just tonight, I ran into a guy that was a, a brew night guy that, that used to come to my house the third Friday for, for years. So all these events bring the community together, and we, we like being the Woodstock Brewery. We like the, the community and, and bringing them in and getting to know people. That, that's cool. I mean, you, you want to give – people already have a reason to come here, but it's a little extra something to, you know, spice it up, make yeah. it a little different, you know, a little comedy, a little, uh, yeah, little games, you know, whatever, that sort of thing. That's, it's Bring a good the idea. kids. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very family-friendly yeah. brewery here, which those that know me know that I love – Family friendly brewers. Yeah, yes, you do. Nothing I love more to brewery than a bunch of kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. But at the same time, that goes that does well against the image of the hardened drunks passed out at the bar it with does. a shot yeah. and beer next to him. And I yeah, think so, that's that's what I've heard from a lot of the breweries. It's like you know, you bring your kids out, let them see. You can go out and have a beer, do it responsibly. It doesn't sure. have to be just getting hammered drunk all the time. And people behave better when there's a kid at the when next there's booth, kids there. You know, so. We we yeah. do we do stave off some problems. I think Tim behaves worse. I'm not sure. I about do. This, but. They're asking for it. They're asking for it. Nick, something I want to touch on, and we may we may not have a lot of time to get in this, but your faith is a big part of Reformation, and uh, actually in the name Reformation Brewery, you know, it's kind of 
uh, inspired by the Protestant Reformation, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, why is that something that you brought those together? Uh, how do those intermingle for you? Well, you know, both Spencer and I have been to seminary, and we both had uh, some. We spent some time uh, in ministry. There's a lot of people that that beer is totally verboten, right? You know, it's it's you can't do it. Zero is uh, is the maximum number of beers you can have in a day. And and you know, Martin Luther set out not to change things, but to to reform some things, to 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 change the culture. Um, and so we've set out for that same thing. You know, it's our, our faith is who we are. You know, it's the way we interact with people. It's the way we do business. It's just, you know, it's the way I drive. It's the way I fly an airplane. It's it's me, right? It's the way I'm, I parent, and it's the way I, I brew. Try to do my best all the time. And uh, so we set out to, 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 to set beer free is a tagline that we use um, to redeem beer culture because, you know, it goes from, from drinking beer uh, from a funnel to uh, you can't have one at all. And, you know, somewhere in the middle there, there's a— a happy medium. A balance. Yeah. A little balance in that, so right? So that's that's what we set out to do. You know, it was a little tongue-in-cheek, maybe a, a, a bit of a, a, a elbow to some folks, but uh, overall it was, hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay if, if you do it uh, in moderation. Excellent. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back, and we've got a story to tell about Martin Luther and beer right after this. If you love wild, sour, and barrel-aged beers, be sure to check out the amazing offerings from Sweetwater's Woodlands, the Atlanta Brewery's barrel-aging facility. For the serious craft beer fan, the Woodlands Circle Beer Club offers members six unique exclusive bottles plus other great perks. Series 2 is starting soon with more creative offerings from Cellarman Nick B. Visit the Woodlands in Atlanta, Georgia, follow Sweetwater Brew on social media, or get more information and sign up at sweetwaterbrew.com club. That's sweetwaterbrew.com club. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the Reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery, set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates a new radio affiliate new affiliate awesome kcpx 1490 am in moab utah catch beer guys radio every sunday at 3 p.m mountain time on kcpx we're on location at Reformation Brewery talking with Nick Downs. Nick, we're going to talk to you more in just a minute. We've got some stuff to out. We're going to do something a little different this week. Brian just got back, as he mentioned, in the first segment from Las Vegas, Nevada. Lost wages, as Lost they wages, say, Brian. Yes. And uh, went to the cigar shop there. We know that some of our followers are cigar smokers. Why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us what's new, what's new and coming in the world of cigars? You know, it's funny because I, I, I did a lot of interviews there, probably well over 40, and that was really my question to them. It's like, 
what's new? What did you bring to the show? You know, it reminds me every time I go there that uh, while legislation is getting easier, that the markets are getting easier, everything is getting easier gradually for beer. It's getting harder for, for tobacco, and that's always something that's on the minds of people. But despite that, despite that, uh, there was a lot of uh, new product out there. You know, you've got your Tatawahe 15th anniversary, and they're, uh, I believe it's the last in the uh, series of monsters called The Bride. So those are really okay. sought after by uh, the cigar is geeks. Is Tatawahe 15 years old yes. now? Are they? Yes. Wow. It's crazy, something. right? It is, yes. Pete, I, I, it's amazing to think of Pete, because I always thought of it as the young, hip guy. He's He's got more gray than me. Is he still I, hip? He's still hip. Okay. He's still really, right. really hip, but... Uh, He's got more gray than me, and that's saying something. So you, there's tons of stuff from uh, Drew Estate, people that are big fans of them. There's, they have a huge following. They've got the, uh, an anniversario there. I believe it's a Liga Pravada 10th anniversary. They've got uh, a Liga Pravada H99 Connecticut Corojo and a new Herrera Esteli Maduro, a ton of tins. They've got uh, Steve Saka with his Dunbarton Sin Compromiso. That means without compromises. Okay. New product. People are buzzing about that. A story that I really like, J.C. Newman came out with, uh, Drew Newman from J.C. Newman, came out with uh, a cigar called The American. It uses, uses Florida sun-grown tobacco as a wrapper. Every other component of it is American. It's rolled in America. Everything about it is American. It's called The American. It's coming out soon. Very cool story. I'd be interested to try that just because... Are there any other all-American cigars? I mean, I know we've got uh, – we talked, Nick, a little bit about Connecticut wrappers and that growing sure. up there. But uh, I don't know of any that have been all-American. That's, that's a good question, and I don't – I can't think of any. I mean, there's such a small selection of premium uh, cigar tobacco from the U.S. It's difficult to put it together, but that has, like, the Pennsylvania leaf. It's got the the uh, the Connecticut leaf in it. It's got the Florida sun-grown. You know, it's – it's possible now these days, but uh, it's a challenge. It's a good story. It's very cool. Good stuff. Some some nice stuff to look out for there, right? Sure. Yeah. Good. Well, Nick, I had a question that I thought about when we were on break. We talked a little bit about your faith and uh, your brewing. Uh, have you received any criticisms? I'm sure you have, but from either side, from either the religious or non-religious folks, about mixing the two? Yes. Okay. We certainly yes. have. Yeah. Right. There's- Especially when we first got started, um, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a a, a, a big Christian author, uh, John MacArthur, out in, in San Diego, um, written many books, many of which I've read, you know, and I've enjoyed every one of them. But uh, he he did a blog one day about about uh, restless and reformed is what he he referred to these these group of people, and he threw us in there. And and then there's Reformation Brewery out there in Georgia doing this and this, and and it was uh, it was funny. We um. We we joked about maybe naming a beer after him, but we we've not done that yet. But we did see, we did see the hits on our website really. I was going right to say up. some good press there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we've also seen some people that we were shocked that thought you know gave us the thumbs up. You guys, so we appreciate what you're doing and why you're doing it. And so it's we. But we have we have gotten thrown under the bus uh, a number of times because I mean the the alcohol the anti alcohol religious movement is fairly modern I guess I, I don't know how to quantify that prohibition started from a religious movement right so it's not it's not new but it's, if we look but I mean new in the term of historically if we go oh, back sure. hundreds of yeah, years yeah, yeah, yeah. the Catholics brewed the Protestants brewed yep. monks brewed you know other ancient civilizations and religions brewed as a matter of fact I've got a great story to to tie in yeah. to that. Nick Martin Luther, did you know 
that he was a big proponent of brewing with hops. I did not know that. Yeah, and he actually helped promote that because at the time of of the Reformation and, and such, the Catholic Church was a big proponent of Groot, uh, you know, brewing with a mixture of uh, herbs and botanicals. And they thought hops were bad for you. And uh, we must have a lot of Catholics on Reddit on a, on the ATL beer forum because they love they love their Groots there. They do love their Groots. The yes. So, but a uh, German mystic and abbess had said that hops were bad for you, and they would make the soul of a man sad, and weigh down his inner organs. So the Catholic Church was opposed to hops. Hops were not taxed. So as an act of rebellion. Martin Luther encouraged Protestants to brew with hops. So all these nice hoppy IPAs and that, we have him partially to thank yeah. for the uh, proliferation. Plurif- 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 Hold on, I'm going to try, try this once more. <laughs> for the proliferation of hops. Yeah, another unintended consequence. So of, shout uh, out, Martin yeah. Luther. We appreciate that. Good stuff. Well, that one guy might have been right, uh, weighing down the inner organs. I feel like a lot of me has been you weighed down. Weighed, you sure that's the hops? I, I'm blaming the hops. The hops are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that has to be the hops. It could not be any other of my of my other lifestyle choices. Could be I the just, 430 ounces of actual beer. Right? No, 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 no. That's so that's basically water. Wicked and pernicious weeds. Isn't wicked it? and pernicious weed, indeed. So, Nick, you're coming up on an anniversary here, a few months, I guess, right? Yeah, number five. Number five, the fifth anniversary. We were talking before we got on the air here. Uh, I remember going over when you had a little, was it one barrel? That we you started, started on a one on barrel. Yeah. Uh, very cool <laughs> stuff. Awesome. So, growing up to your second brewery, you've grown the brew house here. Anything big and exciting planned for the uh, fifth anniversary? Yeah, we do have a, well, we'll be in the new space for the new anniversary, which okay. we're pretty excited about. And we do have a special beer that's... Uh, that we have uh, in the queue. Um, we're going to do a, a barrel-aged version of our Belgian Double Cadence. It's uh, in Pinot Noir ver- barrels. We have an early version of that that I think we're going to try in a little while. But uh, Awesome. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to that. It was uh, on October 31st is our anniversary, which is Reformation Day, not just Halloween, but it's the day Martin Luther got uh, the whole ball rolling. That so. sounds pretty intentional that that's your anniversary, right? It was. Right? matter of yes. fact, it was, uh, if you'll... Just a quick story. I, I flew that day. I came back from Tokyo and uh, landed, drove up to Woodstock from Hartsfield, and we brewed that night so that we could get it in on October Have to make 31st. sure. You could technically yeah. say that's, it. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. That that's, sounds like a long day. Right? Oh, it was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. It, we're brewing. He's napping over there, but we are brewing. He's here. Absolutely. <laughs> Craft beer growth has slowed, and we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of uh, breweries still open with all the choices – the consumers have before them right now, and they're opting for more local things. Has that changing climate uh, impacted any of your future plans for Reformation? Have you altered anything? Well, I think our Woodstock uh, location is an answer to that. Uh, with SB85 that uh, came into play back in September, it did change the revenue model a little bit. So no longer do you have to be in some uh, end of the, the industrial park uh, warehouse to be able to afford the square footage you need. So uh, we moved into Woodstock. So we are even more local than we were before. You know, currently our current location, you either have to blunder on it or you, you have to know it's here. But we'll be right in downtown Woodstock. And uh, so so that, that changing climate, I, I think, really has the early breweries like us that had to, to, to get big fast because the margins were so small that you needed to be able to distribute as much as possible. Now we're seeing that, hey, you know, there's some some new opportunities for us. 
I think has. that's important, you know, to change there because we know of a couple other breweries that had some growth, but they're not in ideal locations. You know, with the growing market, more breweries open up out there, more options. Uh, it's it's a changing environment. You need that foot traffic. You need people, oh, you do. people yeah. to be able to walk in and enjoy a beer at your brewery. Yeah. Definitely. In sure. Georgia, local is still Georgia. But, you know, you go out to the West Coast, local is, oh, they're past that street? Well, that's not that's local. That's not neighborhood so anymore. Yep. Yeah. We're not quite that bad yet. Good stuff. Soon, soon. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more with Nick Downs of Reformation Group. It's Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock and Alpharetta are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily, so that way you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and coming soon to Duluth in 2018. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Are you thinking about opening a brewery in the Atlanta area? If so, take a look at the park at Georgetown. This unique community will feature a collection of restaurants as well as a craft brewery located within the new JW Homes luxury development, Dunwoody Green. Conveniently located less than half a mile from I-285, this enclave of restaurants will be the gathering place in Dunwoody. Crimin Associates, the developer of the park at Georgetown, wants to talk to you. For more information, call Stephen St. Paul at 404-256-2960, extension 5. That's 404-256-2960, extension 5. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Make sure to follow us on the socials. Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at Reformation Brewery in Woodstock, Georgia, talking with brewmaster and co-founder Nick Downs. Nick, you just opened a very special beer for us here. Just pour, pulled it out of the freezer. It sat there. It's yeah. nice and cold for us, isn't it? <laughs> a little it? too cold, isn't so, it? <laughs> but that's fun. You let it change and warm and see what goes on. So tell us about this beer, please. Well, it's uh, it's going to be our anniversary beer. At least that's the, the current plan. It's uh, our, our double uh, cadence that we aged in Pinot Noir barrels. And then we blended it to, to taste and bottle conditioned it. And so we've got about... Uh, 10 or 12 wine barrels that we have Cadence Agent in. It's probably been in there maybe six months now. And so sometime early in September, late in August, depending on what's going on, we'll uh, we'll pull it and uh, put it in a tank and blend it and add some sugar and yeast and we'll bottle condition it. We keg condition it too. So we have a few accounts that'll probably get the anniversary beer too. And it's all bottle and keg conditioned. I get a nice barrel note from it. Yeah. You know, as it, I've been holding it here in my palm a little bit to warm it up some. Yeah. As you get a little bit of that chill knocked off of it, those yeah, flavors it w- really open up. It was it. a slushy when we poured it, wasn't it? Was it was a little yeah. slushy there. But we know, you know, if you listen to the show, you know that beer slushies are all the rage now. <laughs> they they so. are. They are. That's some really nice wine notes coming out of it there right is. now. Nice which wine you would expect. Barrel. Yeah. Maybe you could put this in a slushy machine. We over could. Over there. So. Yeah. 
It's a nice barrel aged slushy beer. That might work. Yeah, that's that'd might. be uh, that'd be fun. I, I mean, don't know. does the state have anything to say about slushies and beers? I don't know. You know, there's actually we talked to Savannah's Two Tides Brewing last week, and they have a gas station slushy machine. And he said they take their beers like they took their kettle sour and pre carbonation, they slush it up. Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, that's they fun. go for it. So over there in the heat of the coast, and nice like slushy a, beer, a, a Randall Plus. It is kind of yeah. 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 Uh, you could add adjuncts to it. Yeah. I was thinking glitter because glitter. I mean, I he wouldn't do it, but yeah. uh, it's not saying you couldn't do it. It's, I wouldn't. Do it I don't either. think it's been done here. Yeah, and it won't. <laughs> you have the the greatest worst ideas. I Brian, do. I so. do. I love sharing them and looking Such at people's as faces. The seafood goza. Yes, the seafood so, goza. <laughs> which still, no matter who you pitch that to, no one's bought into it yet. I love the responses I get. You, you I've never seen people's. Faces pinch and disgust as much. The as cringe. I, yes, that that uh, that cringe. The recoil. When I that, when yes. I mentioned my seafood goes on. Good stuff. Just, well, Nick, what do you think of the idea of a seafood goes? Is that on the uh, upcoming schedule for Reformation? <laughs> no, definitely no. not. Probably That's a hard not, no. no. You know, we're 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 just not close enough to the ocean to get good. That's seafood. a good point. That yes. that is a really good point. So I will. I tell you what. I'll let you use my idea for a tomato basil saison. You can you could use that if you'd like. Okay. Okay, he's, okay, so that's he's on okay. board for that. All right, let's yeah. do it. Well, Nick, we talked a little bit before the last break about kind of the changing climate of beer. Yeah, that we know people are going after local, and the definition of local changes depending on where you are. It continues to change as more breweries open in more areas. What do you envision? What is your desire for Reformation? Kind of the the long game or the end game? Where would you like to see Reformation go? We want to be the local brewery, uh, and I think we're gonna sh- we're shooting for like the North Georgia local brewery. With uh, the latest beer we have is Nolan. It's uh, Nolan the Wanderer, and it's co branded with uh, Wander North Georgia. They're a lifestyle brand, hiking, mountain biking, and it fits well with us. Uh, both Spencer and I like the outdoors, camping and mountain biking, and uh, it seemed like a, a good way to, to be the local North Georgia beer. I was going to say, tell me tell me more about that partnership. I'm curious about that, that Nolan the Wanderer, you have that partnership. What what does that do? What are you doing with that? It's, I mean, the very basic, it's co-branded, right? Okay. They, they have their logo on our cans, and they sell it in their store. And I really, I'm not sure what you're asking, but... Uh, Neither is he, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So. I really Now, am. is it yeah. meant to promote a cause or something, or is it just two yeah, there's no cause. folks it's, getting it's together? It's just the great outdoors, right? You know, okay, uh, there you go. You know, I'm going to retire in 12 years from flying, and first thing my wife and I are going to do is, is hike the AT. So, so That's uh, promoting something. Yeah. Promoting the great outdoors. That's, that's a good cause. And, and let's face it, Georgia has some of the best mountain biking, some of the best hiking trails there are, so why not? Are you going to have some Nolan with you when you hike the uh, you know, AT there? Oddly, we brought some Nolan out to the AT and did some trail magic one, one afternoon, okay. and uh, you know, a guy that's been hiking seven or eight days and, and hasn't showered or had a decent meal when you show up with a, a cold IPA, there are some pretty excited <laughs> guys excited on that trail. Yeah. 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 Nearly weeping with yeah. excitement. It sounds <laughs> like a very fragrant meeting. Yeah. There, so. <laughs> we, were, we were upwind, but it was, it was a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah good a stuff. lot of aroma additions. So we, another beer we, that you brewed recently is Alani. Right, uh, Alani was a rosé L, and rosé is just so hot right now. The wine, there's a rosé cider, at least one rosé cider out there. So, uh, what uh, what brought Alani up? What made you decide to do a rosé L? It, it was really a prosecco uh, wine that that was the inspiration okay. for it. Uh, so we decided to do something well outside our wheelhouse, um, and. Uh, we, we did it with uh, both malt and a, a little bit of grape must and uh, some cranberry and apple. 
and uh, a little bit of uh, um, hibiscus flowers. We, instead of dry hopping, we uh, we used a fair amount of hibiscus in there and gave it a, a little bit of a sour note. And uh, and something else we tried, which we hadn't done before, is we carved it as as normal, but we added a little sugar and a little yeast and and let it can condition to try to get it up. Our, our canning line can, can't really can very well above about 2.7, but we wanted it closer to three volumes. We think it turned out pretty good. Actually, it was the only seasonal that we've ever done twice. So it, it sold out very quickly, and, and normally we do about 70 barrels of a seasonal. We, we ended up doing about a, 140 or so of that one. You know, talking about the carb level on that, uh, that's something. Talking about uh, Nolan, to jump back to that, if I heard you correct, the next version of that is going to be a Brute IPA-inspired Brutish, yeah. Brutish. It will Brutish. be a Brutish IPA. And I know, from the little I know about the Brut IPA style, Brian, because I'm no expert on that style, is that it's highly carbonated. It is. It's a very effervescent. And I heard, I was talking to another brewer last week that said that is the issue with trying to package and distribute that beer, is uh, the, the package just won't really support those high levels of carbonation to get a fresh IPA out to market. So, I mean, so there's going to be compromises, and, and carbonation level is probably one of them. But because we did a lining, it's, it's something we think we, we might be able to pull off with this, too. Okay. If you put it in a can, either that or you're going with a uh, 375 cork and cage uh, avenue, and that seems that seems like a, a tremendous amount of work for something like that that people— Yeah, it's— That's not for a crushable beer. That's for a— No, uh, and, and it's going to go in a can, and, and we know we have half a million of them, so we're not going to put them in a bottle, too, with a cork and a cage. There you go. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot of work, right? So I, I saw your advertising campaign for Alani saying that, yes, you can dance— can you dance, and are you telling us that we can? Because I'm not sure I believe that. Well, I haven't seen you guys dance, but, uh, yeah, I can't really dance either. No, see, After not going to call though. us out on it, right? <laughs> After a few beers. Have a few Alani's, right. then kick back and <laughs> yeah. have a good time with it. But there them, was right? a video with one of our brewers that uh, actually put on the pink tutu and danced. It was uh, Paul. He was a good sport. So I've also seen that uh, Jude Mimosas mentioned on your social media accounts. Have you uh, experimented with any other kind of beer cocktail type of things, or is it is it kind of your more of a Jude Mosa place? No, I, I think a lot of our bartenders on Sunday, they uh, they have some freedom to, to do some of that, and there's a, a few cocktails that they've come up with. But uh, Jude Mosas are, are the ones that seem to be the most popular. You know, I've seen uh, there's a couple of breweries here that kind of do a – a bar with their sours and they'll have infusions or syrups or different things that you can do and with like a berliner get a yeah. berliner with a mitschus mitschus yes yeah. so i'm a big fan of that you know the beer can get creative with it put something in there yeah. i've had a painkiller variant and stuff brian's <laughs> giving me a funny look yeah i'm worried i'm gonna I, keep talking because i don't know if i want to let him go with this i'm thinking about a beer a bloody mary bar for beer yeah like where you okay. just add additives yeah, to tomato the beer. basil maybe just go tomato basil tomato basil <laughs> sun-dried tomatoes basil He's going to get pickles in his, I just Oh, yeah, absolutely. Olives, pickles, you know, little chunks of garlic. And this is why you do a radio show (laughs) and not brew, Brian. This is why I'm not a brewer. Uh, Nick, what's coming up next, man? What should people keep an eye out for from Reformation Brewing? Well, we got the the grand opening that will take place late in August here in Woodstock. We have uh, the new Nolan coming up. It's actually just been released in the last couple, maybe a week or so. And uh, a few things I probably can't mention on the radio because okay. uh, you guys have already proven that I can't trust Brian's, you. Brian, he'll, he'll tell. He'll tell. I will tell everyone your yes. darkest secrets. 
and make yeah. a few up. Yes, absolutely. Brian. <laughs> Brian, can you keep a secret? No, no not I at all. Can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us, telling yeah, us about Reformation, it. sharing your beer. We really appreciate it. If you want to keep up with all that's going on at Reformation Brewery in Woodstock, Georgia, just go to their website at reformationbrewery.com or follow them on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to check out their new location opening in downtown Woodstock, Georgia, August 24th. Nick, is the target, the Ish. goal? Yeah, there's a lot of August government regulation involved with Ish. that. So, uh, Well, that about wraps it up for this week's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to join us next week. We're going to be talking to Alabama's Common Bond Brewing. Remember to subscribe to Beer Guys Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please make sure to re- leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. If you really enjoy the show, consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. You can support us for as little as a dollar, Brian. What? And it helps us out a lot, and you get cool stuff. Swag, early access to shows, all kinds of good stuff. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, Your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang.